Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Disney+, HBO Max, and so much more. Come along with me on this journey as we deep dive into all things nerd culture. Once a week, right here, Paperweight Entertainment starts now. Hey everybody and welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. This is Derek Hoskins. I will be your host this evening. Tonight we are talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier first episode on Disney+. Plus. Now once again, as always, I am not alone. We have with us tonight Mr. Ian Torrance. Ian, how are you doing buddy? Not too bad buddy, how about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Also, along with us on this adventure, for at least part of the way, is Mr. Trent Persinger. Trent, how are you doing? Hello Derek. I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm excited to uh, to get into it. A uh, little uh, housekeeping right off the top. Uh, for anybody that's wondering, we will be doing a Justice League review. I know that Zack Snyder's Justice League came out on uh, March 18th, which is the day before Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, we are going to do a review for that. However, since it is such a long movie, it's just over four hours long. I want to take the entire weekend to uh, to digest it, make sure everybody gets a chance to watch it. And uh, we're going to get our review up by uh, midweek next week. Not 100% sure, but I'll, I'll post something online letting everybody know when that one is coming. Um, but we're not talking Justice League tonight. Tonight we are talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. But before that, I wanted to get into a, uh, a quick little, little topic here. Something that's been floating around the internet for a couple of weeks now. And I didn't talk about it before. Um, a lot of people online are, are concerned that 2021 is going to be the year of Marvel fatigue because this year alone between Disney plus and actual films coming to theaters, Marvel has 10 different projects coming out this year. Um, so with TV that started with WandaVision. So on T- on Disney plus we got WandaVision Falcon and the winter soldier, Loki, what if Miss Marvel and Hawkeye, and then on top of all those, we got uh, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, The Eternals, and Spider-Man No Way Home. So there's 10 properties between Disney Plus and, and uh, what's actually coming out into theaters. Fingers crossed they actually come out into theaters. And uh, so, you know, people are concerned about it. So I want to start off and just get your all's thoughts and see if, if is this a, an actual concern at this point? Should people be concerned that the audience is going to get tired and that it's oversaturated? Uh, Trent, I want to ask you first. Uh, is this something that people should be concerned about, or do you think that this is crazy? Uh, well, I'm not concerned, uh, but I'm not most people. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to death, you know, because I can still remember when it was like two movies a year. Or actually, it was like one movie a year for the first, what, couple years, and then they eventually yeah. switched to two. So to think that we would ever get to a point where there's 10 Marvel things in one year, I mean, that's that's just fantastic for me. Um, but again, I'm, I'm not like most people. I, I think it just depends. I mean, everything has a demographic, you know, uh, so it depends on who you ask. I mean, if you ask the diehard Marvel fans or just general comic fans like us three, then obviously the answer is no. I mean, the more the better. I mean... If you're talking casual moviegoers, then yeah, I, I could see that being kind of a thing. Marvel fatigue. I mean, I feel like a lot of people probably are checking out after Endgame a little bit. That was kind of the big culminating arc. Um, so I could see, you know, the casual moviegoer being like, oh, another Marvel thing. They're still going on with this. Um, 
you know, so it just kind of depends on, on who you ask, where your priorities are. Uh, but I think we all can agree that we are stoked about the endless possibilities of all the shows and stuff coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Ian, what do you think? Any, uh, any chance of Marvel fatigue coming this year? Speaking personally, I'm obviously agreeing with Trent. Uh, no, I, I don't understand like how that could be a, a legit gripe, so to say, if, if that's the word I'd use. But like, I don't know. I don't know if like we as a people have to like feel like we always have to complain about something because like Trent was saying when it was down to like one or two a year, which I think Trent was right. The first couple of years, it was just as you know, like phase one, right. There was just one every year. And I know like us knowing each other for a while and we'd have our discussions outside in our, our circle where we used to talk, it was, man, I can't wait for this. But, and I think the literal words were, but I can't believe we got to wait a whole year for, you know, and, and now that we don't, and you got things coming out on Disney plus, like, you know, one division. And then not that long later, you have, you have uh, uh, Falcon and winter soldier. I don't understand how too much of something that's so good could be a bad thing. You know what I mean? So why would we not want that? Right. And, 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 and if it's one of those things where you're getting quote unquote fatigued, don't watch it. Right. That's fine. It's it's there. You can go back and watch it when you want. For those of us who are loving it and having a good time with it, let us be happy. You know, stop trying to make us miserable because you're miserable. <laughs> and Ian, you mentioned go take a nap. You, you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned an, an, an interesting point um, as far as the the actual waiting. And I don't know if the fact that maybe the fatigue will set in from the fact that there's going to be not much time in between each property or each like, you know, bit of content that comes out. I think part of the joy from the early years was like, yeah, the waiting sucked because it was like you said, we have to wait a whole year to see this, but in a way the waiting allowed it to kind of build momentum and sort of stay fresh in a way. Whereas now it's like going to be a Marvel thing comes out every, you know, couple weeks probably at this rate. So I could say like the anticipation, the, the anticipation build up a year. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of gone, I guess with this, new format um but i also think the reason is because they have so many more stories to tell whereas back then there were only a few prominent characters and so you know you could take that time in between each movie to space it out and and tell those stories but well so now here's here's the problem i have um and it's not necessarily a problem per se but it's i think we can all can agree like most of the Marvel movies are good, and there are some that are great, and there are some that are, you know, they're good. I don't really think off the top of anybody's head, like, there's been an awful one, per se, but it's like, yeah. here's here's the thing, though. If there's one that's just not that great, it's just like, oh, man, it was all right. Do you really, like, want to wait a year to get a movie that was just okay, and then you got to wait another year? To, you know you know what I mean? Like, right. is the next one going to be good? Is it going to be great? Is it going to be <laughs> mediocre like this one? So... I don't think too much of that can be a too much of a medi, mediocre movie can be a bad thing, but like the way they're pumping them out, I, I think it's fine. And and again, if you don't like that, I respect your opinion on that. Just don't watch it. Right. Yeah, I uh, I agree with everything you guys have said. The 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 one thing that I would say, and you both kind of hit on it a little bit, is so long as so long as Marvel continues to consistently put out the same quality that they've been putting out. For the last what twelve years now, yeah. um, so long as they continue, oh, wait, yeah, thirteen it? years, yeah, it was two thousand eight. 
So for the last, oh, okay. for the last 13 years, they've consistently put out quality entertainment. So long as they keep doing that, I don't see how they could anybody could get fatigued. Um, and also, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, Marvel has done this wonderful thing where they they kind of were criticized early on, like in phase one, a little bit into phase two, where they had this Marvel method of movie making where everything was kind of cookie cutter. I never agreed with this, with this critique, but a lot of people complain that they were all the same, blah, blah, blah. But they, they have consistently over the last couple of phases of their, their projects, they've been switching up the genres of each project. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they're going to keep doing that now. I mean, just look at TV. I mean, just, what look at WandaVision, how different that is. And they came out of the gate, their first Disney Plus show, as something so fresh and new and different. And yeah, it turned into more formulaic Marvel at the end. But it was it kept you guessing. It was something completely different that nobody had ever seen before. And I, I just think that so long as that happens, um I don't think people are gonna get tired of it because it's always something new. You know, we're going to get into Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's completely different than WandaVision. You know, we just had, what, uh, nine episodes of WandaVision? And each one was different than the last. They all, you know, it was very unique. And now all of a sudden we get into Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it is a complete tonal shift in the type of project. And and it's it's like this, you know, I'm looking at this list. You had after Falcon Winter Soldier, we get into Loki, which looks like it's going to be this really crazy kind of trippy sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. And then what if, which is, uh, is animated. So that's different. Miss Marvel's a character, a brand new character we've never seen before. And, you know, with Hawkeye, who knows what it can be? You know, I, I think it's going to be great. And the same thing with the movies, you got black widow as a, a, a spy thriller. Shang-Chi is a Kung Fu movie. Eternals, a, a space opera, you know, an epic. And then, you know, Spider-Man. Everybody knows what Spider-Man is. And so I think that so long as they keep it consistent like they have been and the quality stays up, I don't think that we have to be concerned about it. And I really think that, you know, I brought it up and I hadn't for a while because I thought that, and I still think that the people that are crying, oh, we're going to be dealing with Marvel fatigue are just people trying to come up with a story where there isn't one. I really don't think that it's going to be a big deal. I I agree. Here... Just to play, I guess, devil's advocate a little bit. Um, I agree with everything you said, and I don't think fatigue is a concern for people like us that really, like you said, truly enjoy Marvel just as a property and the movies themselves. But I could here's where I could see fatigue being an issue, and you know, because I kind of did a little like pros and cons of of releasing so many movies um, a year now. The only thing I could see being an issue for for as far as fatigue goes would be like I feel like with all these new movies and shows coming out there is a big reliance on really being up to date on all the movies now not everything you know not everything requires you to see all 20 is it three movies i always lose track however many movies there are however many it is now it's 20 22 23 i mean i'm not saying you couldn't jump into wandavision without any real knowledge of them as characters or their appearances in the movies and enjoy it i think you still could but it's a lot more rewarding when you have already been around these characters and know their histories a little bit. Now the show, that show does a pretty good job of kind of explaining it all again. You know, they, they were pretty exposition heavy as far as things that happened in age of Ultron and infinity war and so on. But I do think as these stories and characters cross over more and more, I could see it being hard to follow, you know, for someone who's maybe seen 
the Avengers movies or seen a Captain America or an Iron Man here or there, you know, they're not going to jump into a movie or a series like WandaVision or even maybe a show like Loki and know what the heck is going on, really. Again, I'm not saying they couldn't still enjoy it, but I do think there is a heavy reliance on watching all these movies. And I do think it could be a little confusing and overwhelming for, for people who aren't who weren't there from the beginning in 08 from Iron Man on. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and not to run over, I think Ian was trying to say something, but real quick. Um, I, I agree with you 100% that they can get confusing. But just like I said, I keep coming back to WandaVision and the fact that that, that show absolutely blew up. I mean, it was the number one streaming show on TV, yeah. you know, on all platforms. It was, um, and it was... You know, it was bonkers and people didn't know what to expect. And I know, you know, I I know people that ha- are way behind on on the Marvel movies that are that are not caught up that watched the whole thing and, and didn't feel like they were behind. So I think, like I said, you're right. It can be um, a lot to kind of try and keep up with. It's just like and it's that same uh, problem that they run into in the comics where you know, you've got a character that's been going for so long. Like, you know, you 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 go to the comic book store and you see Iron Man number, you know, three hundred and twenty-seven, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, okay, is a customer going to pick that up because they're not going to understand? And so it becomes the writer's <laughs> job to make sure that they don't get lost in that. Or they and start over like, at one, which they do a lot. Too, right, I they've been like. doing a lot. But I feel like the uh, I feel like the the showrunners and the creators that they've been working with have done a really good job of trying to put in that, that old mantra of Stan Lee's that every comic is someone's first comic. Mm-hmm. You know, every yeah. one of these projects is somebody's first MCU project. And so I think so long as they keep doing that, I don't think there's a concern for it anytime in the foreseeable future. Yeah. I mean, I, I realistically don't either. I was just kind of throwing a counterpoint up. I think Marvel's too big of a machine at this point to really slow down. I mean, yeah. like you said, I in, think they can throw anything out there and it'll, it'll blow up. Yeah, Endgame showed that as well. They 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 put the briefest of little explanations in Endgame just to let people kind of get caught up on the basics of the story. And I think that anybody could watch that even if they haven't watched all of the MCU properties and, and understand what's going on. Now, they aren't going to understand to the extent that somebody's been watching it from the very beginning and, and pours through all of the behind the scenes and, and keeps up with the news and does all that. They're not going to get everything and they're not going to catch every Easter egg. But I think that the creators there at Marvel have, have done a really good job of at least making things accessible to people that have never, that are new, that are new to this this whole world. Well, I was just going to touch on on something Trent said, and and now now, now you as well. Um, I, I feel like you you can jump into Wandavision and and a few of these movies and shows like Endgame, like you said, and not really know the lore and, and everything going on. And, and, and you could just start fresh with one of those and kind of, kind of know what you're talking about. Cause the way they recap things um, from a personal standpoint, the reason I wouldn't want to do that. And everybody watches movies and shows different, man. So like, this is just, this is just how my brain works. I feel like if I watch a show from or a movie or show from the very beginning, cause you know, they're all tying in together movie and miniseries wise. Um, I feel like if if I don't watch it from the very beginning, I'm not going to to connect as much toward the end as I would if I didn't start at the beginning. So, like, if you don't watch any of the movies and you just start on WandaVision, you don't really... One man's opinion, I wouldn't have caught 
how strong uh, Wanda's um, feelings were for Vision and their history and, you know, just just the connection that those two have. Now, I could have picked up on it. Wouldn't have meant the same, though. It's, it's... What's that? Wouldn't have meant quite the same. I mean... Right, right, right. Because you, you would, you're not as enthralled, you're not as embedded with these characters as if you had started from the beginning. Right. And just like, I feel like it's important to know, in a Wanda standpoint, like, yeah, she, she's, she's this in, in the show, and in the movie, she started out like, you know, she, she was portrayed as like the villain. Right. So once you dive into like her story more her and her brothers you think okay well there's more to this and that's how they kind of like go toward the avenger side so you can definitely like see in the show how much she's developed you know what i mean like how how much she's how far she's come so to say so that's why i like starting at the beginning of something personally and it could be one of those things that we're like, you're like, ah, man, I don't think I'd get into that. But then you watch WandaVision, you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then that's how you start somebody at the beginning of something. It's like, see, these aren't so bad. The movies are relatively the same. Just go back and watch. And then they're so in love with the character from the show. They're like, well, I got to go back and watch this movie now. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's one way to get somebody started. And like you said, Derek, that show is just so well done. People were... People were complaining a lot at first until I think it was like episode four right. um, because they were just like, oh, it's it's too out there. It's too weird. It's like, well, yeah, because that type of idea had to be done like that. No, nothing was like it. No other movie or show was like that. And I like old shows, old black and white shows and stuff like that, too. So I liked it just in general, because I still go back and watch old episodes of, like, you know, old shows from the 60s and stuff, so for that to happen in the beginning of the first, like, three, I think it was the first four episodes, and I think what was it? Episode four or five is when they changed the color. Um, I can't remember. I think it was, it was the end of episode two or three. And they, they like, they, like, segued into the 70s, right. wasn't it, Trent? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Once they start to do that, and you start to kind of see like what's going on, and then later you find out it's because their family grew up on all these old shows, and it all ties in together. The payoff is so worth, you know. I wouldn't say suffering through the first few episodes because it wasn't painful to me, but then everybody, like you said, Derek, it becomes like what it was the highest streamed TV show. Yeah, at the time. I mean, I don't, it's not right now, but it was every every week. It was the the stream. Right. But once it kind of like took off and people were like in it, they they were in it in it and they were in it to the end and each episode just got better and better and then the whole like, you know, review or reveal at the mm-hmm. end, um, which was totally cool. But uh you know, obviously if you want to know more about that, refer back to our first episode <laughs> of the podcast. But uh yeah, um I, I thought I thought that was well done, and then just, just like I said, the movies in general, some are hit or miss, but you really got to kind of start from the beginning, even even, even if you're um, just, I don't know, start starting like on phase two, right. you know what I mean? Um, the tones were so different for me. The first 
few movies, the Phase One movies, were good. Don't get me wrong; like I, I, I like the first Captain America movie, but Winter Soldier for me is where it really took off because I feel like the tone. Well, that's changed, where those genres set the tone for the rest Derek of the movies. The genre changes. I feel like Winter Soldier is kind of where all yeah. that kind of started because you had like the the you know '70s spy thriller vibe that Winter Soldier went with, and then I think that same year was when Guardians came out, which was the yeah. more silly, cosmic-y kind of. And ever since, like you've said, they've had kind of different. Right. Um, each movie has had kind of its own different uh, genre in a way, or different vibe. I guess. I mean, they're saying even Doctor Strange Two right. is going to be kind of a straight up horror movie. So I mean, they're definitely mixing up that formula, that Marvel formula that people complain about. Well, yeah. What. Exactly, and Winter Soldier to me, like it, it was, it was the start of a much darker Marvel right. universe for me. Um, and it got—I feel like it was a little bit more violent. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it was a much darker tone, and I love that. And and some of the movies carried with that tone. Some of them didn't, like Trent. You mentioned Guardians. Uh, the first two Guardian movies had the same tone to them, and they were great. So you can't really complain too much about that. But go back and look at like, like watch the Thor movies. Like each each Thor movie was, I mean, the first two were relatively the same in tone, but the third one, yeah, completely right. different. Completely different. And even the even the first and in two, a good way. Even the like... first two were a little different. So the first one was a little because uh, it was so much centered on Earth, and the second one it got a little more out there with the the different with the dark elves and everything. So it. Even even those two switched up in the uh, the tone a little bit, like we were. So right. yeah, I, I I think that they're that they've been doing this for a long time, and I, I keep coming back to Endgame and the fact that how much Endgame made, how much money it made. I think that they're well aware that their audience is there and their audience is growing every day, and that I don't think that they're concerned about about people getting you know, just becoming done with Marvel, even though like Trenton mentioned at the beginning after Endgame, people were kind of saying, Oh, well, is Marvel done right now? Because it was such a nice button at the end. But then all well, of a sudden you yeah. realize that all they're doing is they're just opening up this, this brand new. Well, I was going to say, if anything, thing. the end of Endgame is more like it could be a stepping on point for a lot of people too, because obviously right. Endgame closed the book on a lot of the story arcs and characters from the first, 20 plus films but now you know the book is wide open as far as all these other newer characters that they're bringing in with their own shows uh i don't know if it's been confirmed or not but it seems pretty obvious that they're they're gearing towards like a young avengers down the line so i mean oh, they have yeah. speaking of that go ahead go ahead go, go ahead finish your thought i just i just remembered that I've no, no i was just summing up the fight. fact that i think in game while being the end of one chapter is like i said it's it's opening up a whole new avenue for them to take with some of the older characters, but a lot more newer characters and newer faces to kind of usher on, you know, maybe a newer crowd that wasn't a part of the first uh, 13 years, you know? So, yeah. Just kind yeah. of rinse, recycle, Sorry. repeat, or whatever that phrase is. You know? Right. Sorry, Sorry to interrupt. R- like, rip, rinse, and repeat. The, the, you mentioning the Young Avengers, it just reminded me that I saw an interview with Kevin Feige, or wasn't an interview, somebody asked him a question at like a red carpet or something like that. And, uh, they asked him, you know, are you setting up the Young Avengers? It seems like you're setting up the Young Avengers because, like, let's take a let's take a look. So far, we've got they've aged up Cassie Lang, so Scott's daughter who becomes stature in the comics. They've aged her up; she's now a teenager. Mm-hmm. You've got um, they've introduced Wiccan and Speed in Wandavision. Uh, there's talk that um, 
Patriot is going to show up at some point in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And so, and then also you got Ironheart, who's been like a member of, of something like that coming here on and Miss Marvel. And mm-hmm. so, I, there's no way that they're not Kate Bishop. entertaining the idea. Kate Bishop, that was the other one on Hawkeye. There's no way that they're yeah, not at least yeah. entertaining the idea that they're going to go that way. But of course, Kevin Feige gave one of his his wonderful no answer answers, where he was just like, "Well, you know, we just really like working with the characters that we have," and and I don't I don't remember his exact quote, but it just reminded me that they've got so much more coming, and I don't I I I think that they've earned a a degree of trust oh, from sure. from us as fans, and so I think that a lot of these people that are like, "Oh, this is going to be the year that people finally get tired of Marvel," are just people that are mad that everyone's enjoying something because they're miserable people and misery loves company. And don't forget, we haven't even once mentioned X-Men or the Fantastic Four. I mean, yeah. So, which is kind of Fantastic Four has been announced. So, I mean, they're, they're doing Fantastic Four for sure. So, yeah. So, I mean, we knew they were going to do X-Men as well, but Fantastic Four has actually got a director attached to it. So, and we're at a point now where, and I'm sure this was always the plan, but like the MCU is basically just, you know, a, a live action comic book. Each, yeah. you know, just like you'd get a, you know, your uh, pull of comics every month. I mean, that's kind of what these movies are at this point. Something new comes out every, you know, every couple of months now with the, yeah. with the current schedule we're on. So it's just like, you know, you're waiting for that next issue to see where the story goes. Yeah, And I don't true. see it stopping. Either. Well, and I, I remember, I, I remember a time that the three of us amongst others would you know, go to the comic book store, you know, once a week and at least a few times a month and um, just kind of browse. But like we at least went once a month to get new issues of everything we were reading, even though what we were all reading was the same and then kind of vastly different. Um, Cause you know, I, I like, but yeah, like DC and, and all that. And not that you guys don't, but you guys were more of the Marvel guys. And I was buying a few of those things, but like at least once a month, like, we were going there. So, and I gotta, I gotta imagine all, all the same people watching these movies are doing that. So like, how would you not get fatigued on reading, you know, once a month, but you're fatigued on, on these characters coming to life. Cause like Trent said, they're like a live action comic. And you know, if you don't get tired of comics, how could you get tired of the, how could you get tired of the movies? Yeah. But um, I love that feeling of like having something like new that I love come out like once a month or in, in some cases, some, some issues were coming out right. once a week. So I don't understand, like, why you would... Well, I, I guess I, I, I'm siding with you, Derek, on the whole, because I think I kind of touched on that when I first started my, my ramblings <laughs> earlier, that I think people just want to bitch. I think people, people just want to complain. complain. And also, I was looking at this list of things here, and it's not like this was planned. Like, Marvel's working this out, but the pandemic screwed everything. Like, Black Widow and Falcon and Winter Soldier were both yeah. supposed to come out in 2020. You know, Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out in fall of last year. Black Widow was supposed to come out last last summer, so I mean it wasn't like they planned on doing this, but they they've got them ready to go, and I think that they've got a, I think that they've got a uh, a plan moving forward of how to fit everything in, and uh, and keep it interesting because if if this episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier is any indication, this is going to be just as good, if not better, than Wandavision. So I uh, I, I right. I'm looking forward to it. All right, and with that, we're going to go ahead and segue into our review of Falcon and Winter Soldier, Episode 1. Um, now, Trent is going to have to leave us. He 
was a little too busy today. He didn't get a chance to actually watch the episode, so we are going to I'm say goodbye sorry. to Trent so we don't spoil anything. That's <laughs> all right. Trent will be back with us uh, <laughs> next week for our Justice League review, and uh, hopefully he'll be able to uh, catch up on Falcon and Winter Soldier, and he'll be back on with us as well for Falcon and Winter Soldier next week. So, Trent, buddy, thank you so much for uh, being on with us for our, our little uh, – Marvel fatigue discussion, and we will. Uh, I'm, talk I'm very to you fatigued week, from this buddy. conversation. Is really why I'm leaving. I don't, I don't want you guys to. No, real quick. I, yeah, I I look forward to it. I hope you guys enjoy the the breakdown. I'm gonna go watch it. Hopefully, here very soon. I have not been a very good paperweight entertainer this week. I apologize. I just want to say something. I don't know who runs these comic book divisions or these movie studios. There are people out there that actually like superheroes and basketball. It's March Madness weekend. Why are we releasing Justice League and Falcon and Winter Soldier the same weekend? <laughs> I, you know, we you didn't have choose, man. last you year. And I just, it, was, it broke my heart, and so I was all excited this year, and then I'm excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier and Justice League, and my head's about to blow up. I'm so, this, I can't this, choose. This is... I guess so. This is March Madness for comic so, books, man. Anyway, March I had Madness. to throw that out there. So that's, yeah, if anyone's questioning why I have not done my homework this week. Uh, I am going to watch it. I actually was about to write a blog about it. I was going to have everybody well, yeah, chime yeah. in. So, where tell, the hell I'll is Trent going? Trent, I'll redeem you. I'll redeem you. Um, you know, for anybody that wants to give Trent crap for leaving because of March Madness, just understand one thing that's very, very important and why Trent gets a pass to do whatever he wants to do on this podcast. That incredible logo artwork that you see on our Facebook page, on our Instagram, and on this very app that you're listening to this on was all from the wonderful creative mind. Oh, and thanks. You designed person. it, Derek. You're the so original designer. Don't, don't. Thank you. Thank you. you guys did Ian, so great. Thank you for me on the bus for not bringing <laughs> shit to the table. I appreciate that. <laughs> I've done nothing. I deserve Ian, nothing. Ian, Ian doesn't deserve anything. Ian's hey, Ian, Ian watched the episode, no, Trent, so he gets just five here. gold stars. So. Oh, yeah, there <laughs> yeah, you go. Fair. But, yeah, so anybody, uh, if you if you enjoy that logo artwork, hit Trent up on uh, on social media or send us or, or, or send just us hit an him. email at, uh, hit at him. our email. It's listed yeah, everywhere. Yeah, please email us. We're so lonely. Tell us, tell, us, tell us how uh, We how need the human interaction. We need the fan mail. It was something. It was, yeah. You know what? That's, that's a good plug. If you uh, if you have any questions or you got anything you want to any comments, send us an email at paperweightent at yahoo.com and uh, and maybe your comment will make it on the next show. Okay, so I want to hop off here, guys. Enjoy the uh, spoiler review. I look forward to listening to you guys after I watch the episode, and I will catch you guys next week. May. All right. See you next week, Trent. Later, Trent. Bye. All right. Thank God he's gone. God, I thought he'd never leave. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna yell at us when he hears us. All right. Um, uh, hey, I think he would. He expects us from us. We're terrible to each other. True. That we talk. It's to true. Us. All right. Well, we're uh, Ian and I are gonna go ahead real quick, non-spoiler review, and then we'll uh, we'll do a, a quick ad break so that we can pay some bills, and then uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and then we'll come back with a uh, full spoiler discussion. Not a lot of crazy spoilers in this episode, but. I'm going to give a break just in case you're listening to this and you haven't seen the, the episode yet. So I'm going to go ahead and, and throw out my spo- uh, non-spoiler thoughts and, and you can... Yeah, non-spoiler thoughts. Get ahead of the game. Non-spoiler then. thoughts. Um, I, I really, really loved this episode. I, I thought that it was a... Uh, 
a, a breath of fresh air because we haven't had a true Marvel action epic in a very long time. It feels like it feels like it's been ages since we actually got a good, you know, just just fun Marvel action movie as much or show as much as I loved WandaVision because it was so different. This feels like the first actual Marvel property that I've watched in years, you know, since uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. And so <clears throat> just the the fantastic opening to this episode, you know, there's a really fun Winter Soldier callback. Uh, the action at the the whole beginning of the episode, some great action. Um, you can really see the budget on this episode as well. The CGI was was great, um, and it felt it felt really cinematic in quality. Like I could just, I could see this on the big screen. It seems just like we were watching something in the theater, not just like I'm watching something on a streaming service. Um, also, there's excellent setup for both of the characters for where their minds are at, where they're emotion, where they are emotionally. Um, there's a really fun, um, fun setup for a series, bad guy, you know, for an antagonist, a villain, um, you know, that they, they didn't talk a lot about in the trailers. So that's awesome. And overall, I just thought it was an excellent, excellent first episode. I, uh, I cannot wait to see where they go with it uh, to the point where I'm a little bummed that it's going to be shorter than, than uh, WandaVision. So that is my non-spoiler little mini review and I'm going to throw it over to Ian to let him give you his. Now I'm, I'm really sad. Trent's not here. Cause um, in our little prelude, our little show opener that we, we like to touch base on with each other and go over kind of what we're going to do and, and all that good stuff. Uh, Trent had brought up that he feels like we all have the same mindset and we agree a lot and we don't, we don't really disagree with each other much, which I disagree <laughs> with. But, um, so with that being said, I'm, I'm actually going to disagree with a okay. lot of what you just said. Uh, I didn't think it was that action packed. I thought it was more dramatic than anything. I thought the first five to 10 minutes had all the action packed in. And then from there, it was just a drama to me. It was, uh, it had a, it had a different tone to it. Not this right. isn't a bad thing. This is not a bad thing whatsoever. It's okay to do a change of pace. It's okay for it to be like that. Um, it just I, I just didn't think it was as as fun and energetic as as, as what you portrayed it to be. Um, I thought it was a as good setup. Um, definitely a different tone from the movies and stuff. Not saying that the the movies didn't have a good story and good good dramatic setup, but there was no. And I'm not going to touch too much on it because of spoiler. It's not necessarily like, oh my god, but it's 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 a different it's a different uh, feel than the movies. And I'll touch basis on that when we come back from the break. But um, yeah, I, I, good episode. Not a lot of action going on in the beginning for me. Uh, just a really good setup, and I feel like from here, uh, each episode is just going to get more and more chaotic. Uh, with the way they set it up in this first one. So not complaining whatsoever of it being kind of a slow pace, but I'm just saying, like, if you, if you, in one man's opinion, if you jump into this thinking it's going to be like watching a cat movie or Avengers or something like that, I really feel like the first five to ten minutes is the action. And then as long as you're okay with, with more story-driven storylines, definitely check this one out. Uh, worth the watch. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked it. But I didn't 
it, it was different from what I thought it was going to be, and that's not a right. bad thing at all. Yeah, and with the with the action, I really was talking about that that opening that opening scene, and mostly it was such a cool opening scene. So I understand it, it what just you're because saying. It gave me Winter Soldier flashbacks, and we'll get more into that a little bit in the in the in the spoiler talk. But um, you know, it, it really it it felt like that. You know, we talked about our favorite moments in the MCU last week, and one of mine was that opening raid on the on the ship on the Marine Star in. Uh, Winter Soldier, hmm. and that felt like that, even though it was a much different setting of different characters, it, it really felt like that type of action. So I immediately just got like the warm, fuzzy feelings that I have when I watch Winter Soldier. So that's why I got right. I I understand. Okay, so I understand what you're what you're saying now that you've kind of um, reiterated a little bit and um, dove into it. But yeah, man, I, I I agree with that. I just uh, I don't know if I misunderstood what you were saying. I thought you were just saying like the whole episode for you was just edge of your seat, nail biting action, and um, I I didn't get get that tone. And again, not to go against the grain with you here because you know I love you and respect your opinion, but we'll we'll dive into the whys and the all that good stuff right. here in a minute. All right, so we are going to uh, we're going to take a minute here, and we're going to uh, we're going to cut to a an uh, an ad, a a word from our sponsor, if you will, and then we're going to come back with full spoilers. So after the ad, this is your spoiler warning. We are going to be diving into the episode. So if you haven't watched it, um, or if you you know, don't care about spoilers and please by all means keep listening. But if you do care about spoilers and you haven't watched the episode, go watch the episode and come back. Better get out. So, uh, you better get so out please now. listen to our sponsor's ad and then get out and come back and listen to us. So all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely listen to the sponsor first. Don't get out until you cut right, us all right, off. So here we go. We're gonna uh, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is your spoiler warning. This is your last spoiler warning from here on out. We're going to talk about the episode as if you have seen it. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get right into it. What I was talking about before in the non-spoiler section of why it reminded me so much like uh, Winter Soldier is because Batrock is back. You know, I had forgotten. I remember that they actually they announced that he was going to be in the in the series, but I had forgotten that he was coming back, and I was really surprised to see him in the first episode. And especially with the... Uh, with the, it was the same type of type of setup as the last one. You know, he hijacked a plane instead of a boat this time. Um, yeah, he said that boy's got to stop hijacking stuff. He's, he's, not, he's, good he's not good at it. He's not good he's at not it. Good and at then, it. Uh, you know, Falcon has got to go in there. He's got to be kind of quiet about it, be subtle, just like Cap was. It was a stealth mission. So I got really strong Winter Soldier vibes. And then the 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 chase through the canyon that they have with the guys in the squirrel suits and Falcon on their tail. That whole scene was excellent. I loved it. That was I know there's not a lot of action in the rest of the episode, but man, they 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 used their action budget at the beginning of this episode. And I thought it was great. Uh the the scene where where they you know they're they're getting into the one helicopter and Batrock just closes his arms and rolls into an open helicopter while he's flying there. Oh it was, it was awesome. Um so I love I love right. Batrock. I, I agree. That was pretty cool. Yeah I I knew, I know how much you, you loved him from uh from uh Winter Soldier. Well, obviously we talked about that before, and uh, I had no idea he was even in talks to come back. And if I did, I don't remember ever seeing anything about it. So it was a pleasant surprise for me to see him back because, like I said, I I knew nothing about it. Didn't even know he was in talks. So 
as soon as it came on screen, I was like, oh, hey, there's like, and, and then again, like, I immediately thought the same thing we just said. I was like, oh, God, he's getting busted again. This guy sucks. At yeah, and I love that they're using him. He should, he should probably stop it. Because Batroc the Leaper is one of the weirdest Marvel characters. Like, he's just... Yeah, one of the Batroc weirdest the names, Batroc the Leaper. I just imagine him just standing flat-footed and be like, watch this, and he just jumps on something. Like, oh, yeah, look please, at the Leaper. Please, right now, weird name. you guys have no idea what we're talking about. Get on Google, go do an image search of Batroc the Leaper Marvel Comics, and just look and see what this dude was wearing. I mean, this is like, this is an Algerian pirate who's got a, a pencil-thin mustache and a big purple outfit with like a, a yellow hood. It's, it's, it's a god-awful costume. And he, just, he always fights with his... Make sure you type in Batroc the Leaper and yeah, not Batroc the Leper. Yeah, could... yeah, it's very sad. Much very different. Sad. Much different. Uh, but yeah, I love yeah, I love that. Yeah. Still excellent leaping. Skills. Yeah, but I, that's one thing that I've loved so much about Marvel in general is that they can take and that's you know I wasn't going to talk about it yet, but but later on in the episode they introduce this this group of like terrorists called the Flag Smashers. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Do you know what the Flag Smashers um, are? Do you know that character? Flag Smashers is a villain. He's a Captain America. Uh, yeah. There were two yeah. different ones, right? Um. And I know this one's supposed to be uh, taken more right. toward the original, and uh, which obviously a gender yeah, change. Yeah, that, I was, uh, which is I, I was surprised by, but I love. I'm excited about that actress because that's the actress from Solo that played uh, Empress Nest. Yeah, oh, you don't see, you see her in the, one of the trailers. You don't see her in this, but I just love when they 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 pluck these weird, obscure villains. And and they make them fun and they make them interesting. I mean, Ulysses Claw. Yeah, yeah, like, like Batroc the Leper. Like Batroc, I mean, Leaper. Ulysses Claw from from uh, you know Age of Ultron and then in, in Black Panther. And, you know, it's just a, these goofy characters yeah. that they they update and they make them more interesting. And I thought the Flag Smashers, the idea of why they're there, you know, because they thought things were better during the blip when everybody was gone and there weren't any more borders. It made it more interesting instead of just some weird dude with a cape saying, I don't like countries. I think that we shouldn't, we should be one happy family. It's yeah. Well, and, and, and this is also coming from a, a different time too. And I know like he was a lot about like, like fighting, like, like how you, I'm, I'm right. not a communist. Like, <laughs> like, okay, man. Uh, but if, if nobody's familiar with the character, which I'm not too fluent on, right. I just know who it is. Um, the the outfit is so Ooh, much yeah. different. So I'm glad, like you said, they they changed uh, Batroc's outfit and and came flag smasher. I, I can't say the name <laughs> without giggling it internally. So um, <laughs> I'm glad they changed that outfit and just the character in general because um, <laughs> it's such a goofy name. And I think they even bring that up, don't they? Like in the in the show, I think Sam says something about. Like, what are they like? The president's yeah, terrible like names, that. or something like that. Like he mentions how how terrible the name is. I'm like, well, thank God somebody agrees. But uh, Derek, do you know much about the character uh, from Flag the comics? Smasher? No, I don't. Yeah, uh, because because nobody cares. Does, do you know? Does he have abilities? Like, I, I don't know. I got to be honest, because like I said, he's such a <laughs> he's, 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 he's kind of a lame villain. Like. He's a bad. He's a, he's a lame villain, but he was a cat. I just imagine he just walks up. He's just like, "Hey, nice flag. Can I see it." Snaps it and just stares at him. What do you think about yeah, that? I really don't. 
Flag I'm, Smasher. I'm, I'm, and he I'm sure he's got like some super strength and things like that, kind of like what we saw. <laughs> oh, you got to be pretty strong to smash those flags. <laughs> smash that flag. <laughs> yeah, got him strong. Glad I'm using my super strength to break wooden bolts. Yeah, but yeah, that was the only those were the only two action scenes and the two action scenes involved two of Cap's lamest villains, Batrock the Leaper and Flag Smasher. But again, as you said, they made it work. They uh they made them actually relatively cool. Uh Yeah, I like that it's a group of people. Toward the toward the beginning. No, I was just saying oh, I like so that sorry, it's a ahead. group of people. It's not just one random dude. Right. Well, they did kind of like Definitely move toward like there is going to be a centered on on one leader right. per se, but uh, I do um, I do like the action at the beginning of the show. Um, both both the scenes, the cat, the Winter Soldier scene, man, it was good, but once they get into the whys, oh, did they show you that? It just gets so sad, man, and I'm just like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not ready either. for that. So, you know, I knew they weren't gonna like make Bucky just like this happy-go-lucky dude because that's just not who the character. But as they shouldn't, yeah. Like, as they, as they really win? should. Can he just have a date with a pretty girl and not just be depressed and and sad and awful? Like, get let, yeah, man. He's because... 106 years old. He's a veteran. He's been through literal hell. And just just let the dude have yeah. a beer and play Battleship with a pretty girl for God's Give sake. Give him a win, yeah. What? And, and there for a minute they they set you know. up and they break it down. They uh they make you believe like, hey man, like it's, things are starting <laughs> to look up for this guy as it should because it's not his fault. He was a homicidal maniac for for many years, and just that whole situation, man, to where he he uh he pretty much dies gets brought back and brainwashed it's just like there's got to be so much because it's not that you're just brainwashed but once he comes back and he snaps you know back into reality and uh like that scene you know tony says do you even remember them he says i remember all of them that has got to be the worst not only knowing that you've done these things but remembering everybody's face and exactly what you've done and you you know, no matter how much you explain to somebody, it, I, I'm sorry, I was brainwashed. No. Nobody wants to yeah, hear Yeah, because what was he going to do when he finally went and he went to that man's house? He went to his apartment. You know, you know he went yeah. there to try and say what he was there for because that's part of his therapy, which I thought was a really neat idea, this idea that he's got a list of people yeah. that either he has helped do bad things or affected in a negative way when he was winter soldier and that that's his way of trying to work through the trauma, which I thought was a really interesting idea. Yeah. But I mean, in all honesty <laughs> and, and funny when he got to the car with, with those people and he yeah, creepily know, smiled awful. at him. But I mean, like what was the, there's no way that you go that that conversation with that man goes well. Like if he actually was there and he said, listen, my name, no. is, my name is James Buchanan Barnes. I used to be the Winter Soldier. I no longer am, and I'm the reason why your son's dead. I mean, how how that's not going to go well? There's no no way of that happening. Well, no, it no, and even if you set it up to where I don't know if you know much about this, because like obviously she brings up in the movie Winter Soldier, he's a ghost story. Nobody believed he exists. You know, the only people that had ever heard of him were you know military op. So 
I'm sure like once everything came to light and they start, you know, forming and uh, taking on Thanos and all that, people are kind of, you know, up up on on things. But I don't know how much you know they would know because I don't really dive into that. So I don't know if he would have went to this old man and said, "Hey, I was a part of this experiment. I was brainwashed." Um, I guess you don't necessarily have to mention I was the Winter Soldier because he's gonna be like, right. "Yeah, I don't know what that means." But you could you could easily go and I'd say you could easily, but he could have said you know something along the lines of so this is what happened. I was brainwashed. You know, the, I was basically told you know, all all the all the original ideas I ever had were pretty much washed from my brain. You know, brainwashed. So you could try to explain that and say you know my actions weren't my own. Anytime I started to feel any sort of a conscience, it was right back to you know being wiped and uh, and and re brainwashed pretty much. So you can explain that to your blue in the face and say you know so it's not my it's not right. my fault mentally, but I, right. I murdered your son. Never is going to sound good. Whether you know not my fault, I was brainwashed. Yeah, the only thing that he's going to be able to think. Is every time he sees his face, is this is the man right. that took my son from me? But then you got to wonder on the flip side of that, the dude seems like he seems like a fiery old man, but at the same time, he also seems like a very understanding, right. wise old man. And him and Bucky seem to be, you know, hitting it off well as friends. So maybe knowing the type of guy Bucky is now could cushion the blow later for a, hey man. Remember that time that your son died? My Whoops, bad. That was me. So, <laughs> and that's not bad. Like, oh, you know what? Water under the bridge. Obviously, it's not going to go like that. But at the same time, it may push in the blow to where he's just like, you know, I don't want to be around you anymore, but I don't hate you. But it's it, it, it's it's right. good to know exactly what happened because I think I think what was killing him the most right. was uh, not, not knowing. Line. Yeah, exactly. He what that. happened? He was just like, I just don't know what happened. You know, the the police said wrong place, wrong time. Wrong but, place, wrong time. You know, there's no closure there. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, no. I'm wondering. I don't know if that's going to be a a uh, continuing plot thread or not. I hope it is because I think it's interesting, even though it is really depressing to see that. I really, I I hope that that's something that they keep going with because I think that that it's not something that you would think of you know you see winter soldier you're like oh yeah cool assassin this was really fun and then you don't automatically think oh well he's got all of his memories he remembers everything and so i like that they just keep bringing that home even though like i said it's depressing and i kind of wish that he could get just get a win but i i do hope that they keep going with that um the uh the other thing I wanted to talk about on the is Sam's speech that he gave at the beginning of the episode. Um, I really liked his speech about how, you know, Captain America is a symbol and but symbols don't mean anything without the, the women and men, you know, behind it. And I thought that was a really good speech. Right. And I knew, you know, knowing that U.S. agent was coming into this show, I thought as soon as he gave away that shield, I thought, man, you know, that's going to be a chore getting that back now. <laughs> like that's going to be a part of the season coming forward, going forward is him getting that shield back because Captain America gave him that shield, 
And he even told him when he said this feels like somebody else's, he said it's not. Um, I think that it was a really good, a really intimate scene of him just being real open about the fact that he doesn't see himself as Captain America, that he sees Steve Rogers as Captain America. Well, the worst thing is, like, to think that everybody's on your side and agreeing with you, that you made a good choice, like, oh, yeah, you're right, this is better, this is the way it should be, you're doing the right thing, and then later find out, like, oh, so give it up for our new Captain America. It's just like, hey, well, wait a minute, hold yeah. on a second. And I love that, uh, I like, like I, I was surprised to see Rhodey in this episode, because I knew he was going to be in the show, but I didn't expect him to be in the in the first se- the first episode. Because um, they announced a while back yeah. that he was going to be in there, but I love that he was kind of talking to Sam like he was really disappointed that he didn't keep the shield. What well, do you think he knew? Do you think a part of him knew, like with with how high he like ranks? He, like he probably knew that if he, Sam didn't take it, somebody, they were going to have another captain. Yeah, somebody was going. If to, I would guess, because he's you know he's in the military, he's like the military liaison when he's war machine. So I would imagine that he at least had some idea. And at this point, I think he's like the highest ranking Avenger. Like he's the the most senior Avenger because all the other ones, all the original six are gone. You know, Cap and Iron Man are both, you know, quote unquote dead. Cap's not actually dead, but I think they consider him dead. He is inside now. Yeah. Um. So like, how? Do, I don't know, man. That's kind of silly to me. Like. How do you have a, uh, somebody just be Captain America? Because the whole reason behind it was to build like the perfect soldier and that super soldier. Like, if this, like, there's no way this guy's going to be up to the same standard. And like, if he goes out into the like the first battle and dies within five minutes, do you just put the shield on another yeah, guy? Yeah, you would or? think that. Now I don't know how they're going to play it in the in the show, but do you know anything about this character? No, no. I the only my the my knowledge is Steve Rogers is Captain America, and then obviously I know of Bucky being Cap, and I know of all right. Uh, so they Sam didn't mention this guy's name yet, but this is a, a character in the comics called U.S. Agent. U.S. Agent. Sorry, I like fumbled through that word. Um, and his name is uh, John Walker, and he's actually a pretty he's a good character. Um, but I'm wondering what they're going to do with him in the show because he is, he's a super soldier. Um, he was Captain America for a little while. He was when Cap was a uh, nomad in the comics, I think is when he became Captain America. And then when Captain, when Steve came back, he, uh, he switched over and became us agent. So he works with shield a lot and things like that. So okay. he's a character that's been around for a long time, you know, about 40 years or so. And, uh, he he's an interesting character because he's a he's got mostly the same powers as Captain America, but he does not have the same heart. He's kind of a douchebag. He's uh, so I'm wondering what they're going to do with him in the show. Are they going to make him comic accurate and make him, you know, not a villain but a jerk? Because that little wink at the end was pretty douchey. I don't know if you noticed that. I went, when I watched it again tonight with Allie, when it, right when the camera switched around, you see his face. He does this really, really douchey smile and wink. I, I noticed the smile. I did yeah, not notice the wink. wink. Um, no, sir. Did not notice the wink. I, I'll probably have to go back and watch the whole episode again um, to to catch you know some of the little things that I didn't catch the first time. Obviously, like the wink, but. I noticed the smile definitely and the disheartening yeah, look on Sam's say, face. Sam looked pretty upset. Uh, 
understandably. Well, Understand- can, I mean, can you blame him? <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking because that's not even him? like Cap's original so, shield. The like, Cap shield was destroyed. If you look at the shield that Sam has, that's not Cap's original shield. No, I noticed that when they when they they uh, when they came back out, um, it, it it had a different design to it. Like it almost like toward the middle, like where the first circle is uh, around the star. There are like these two little yeah, like, and the, the star itself looks different. And there's like a ridge inside the silver ring. So this is a this is a different shield that I almost wonder if Cap had made specifically for Sam. Well, that would just be even that would just. I, know. I don't have words. I know. That's horrible. <laughs> that's my shield, man. <laughs> like maybe that's why he said, "I don't." I feel like the shield belongs to somebody else. He's like, "Nope, it belongs to you. Had it specially made. Get this close don't to your heart." <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I, I, I gave that shield away. <laughs> you what? I had your name engraved on it. <laughs> Did you ever flip it over? <laughs> Yeah, it so, was. Uh, that was a. So, I felt yeah. so bad for Sam. That was such a gut punch. You could see it on his face. It was some great acting from Anthony Mackie. Which this is just after finding out that you risk your ass to save the not country, the yeah, world, the world. <laughs> more than once, and you can't even get a bank. Loan. And the bank teller is more concerned about getting the. the selfie with you with your arms out. Yeah. Yeah. Take a picture with your arms out? Really, do? So, yeah, man. However, I thought that at first, man. I thought, you're telling me this guy fights for the planet and he can't even get a loan? But, I will say, the explanation as to why, like, everybody's been gone for five years, Millions of people came back. So that creates problems financially. You haven't had a job in five years. And he's like, I haven't been alive in five years. Yeah, his, his plan, yeah well, you know, people so, coming back. Well, yeah, I'm sure it did. I'm sure that screwed with things. But that's your job. Fix it. Well, and here's the thing. Before they all died, right. most of them had jobs, right? And then all of a sudden, like, we don't have jobs for people? No, that is, that is a lot of people. So I do like that that uh, explanation as to why right. you can't give them a loan. Like, we'll think of it like this. You know, if it was up to me, like, it's nothing I can do. It's nothing personal. So I did like the explanation right. on to why they couldn't get the loan. Um, I just think it's, it's kind of brutal to think. And I feel like there's some realism to that, man. Like, he's not only an Avenger, he's not only a very important a uh, piece of a uh, part of a team that saves the world or possibly I, I maybe go as far as to say the universe, but you're in the military as well. And you're still doing these military ops and you still right. can't even afford yeah, to I get mean, He was a veteran before he even started doing before you came Falcon, yeah. he was a veteran. Yeah. It's a, uh... and you would think that that would be the highest paid person in the country is somebody yeah, of his stature. He's not. And that's that's sad because I feel like, like yeah, I said, a lot there's of realism that. to that. Like I'm, I'm sure, like anybody from the military that got on here and listened to this would think, like, yeah. oh, let me tell you, like it's it's not it's not as well paid as yeah, you would think true. it would be. And that's not 
that's not good, man. That's not okay with me. Definitely think that he should have been able to get that boat, man. I agree. But, man, I can't wait. I I, I thought this was a really good uh, first episode. I'm really excited for where the show is going to go. Um. And that is, uh, those are all my talking points. Those are my, that's my spoiler review. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it. Hey, hey, let me see my though, line. It, it, it lived up to my, uh, to my expectations because this is the one that I've been looking the most forward to out of all the, out of the, all the Disney Plus shows. And, uh, that opening action scene plus some of the dramatic bits to it, the surprises, um, you know, all the, the really depressing stuff with Bucky. Uh, I'm really, excited yeah. to see where this goes and i can't wait to see what they do with u.s agent because like i said he's, he's a douche in the comics so i'm i'm real interested to see what they can do with him right and, and and like i said man i uh i agree with us both liking the episode um i i disagreed with you before the spoiler alert about uh the action of the, of the show um, I thought it was very fast paced in the beginning, but it, it came to a screeching right. halt after that. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say screeching halt because there were times like, you know, after that it got slow and then they, uh, they flag introduced um, the flag smashers. <laughs> hate, hate these. Smash them all. Smash them. So uh, I, I liked um, how that little interaction went. It was a little short one, right. but there was some action there as well. So I can't really say that, that screeching halt, there was no action whatsoever, but um, that, that whole, that whole scene was probably, you know, in the middle of all that, the most action besides the first five minutes. And again, that's not a bad thing. That's not a knock on it. It's just, there was, there was more deep dives into the characters of Sam, and I think I was mentioning this to you um, earlier. I don't know if we were recording when I said this, but like, you don't really hear much about their families other than uh, Hawkeye having that kind of secret family that nobody knew about because right. he was trying to keep them hidden. And like, you, you see Tony, like, obviously, you know, Pepper, and you see Tony Stark's daughter, but not a lot of mention besides like those those scenes. Nobody really mentions a lot about families. Like, they do the fact that they have them, but not in the detail. So I don't, and again, it may have been mentioned in another movie and I didn't catch it, but I don't remember them ever really diving into the MCU, into Sam's family and him having uh, nephews no, and a sister. The first time they've even mentioned stuff it, like that. I remember. I don't <laughs> right. Which, which is completely cool. Uh, I like how they set that up, but like I said, we're diving more into the family. Uh, the realism about, you know, being in the army doesn't, doesn't mean you're making bank or you should be. And you can go fight for your country and fight for the universe, but we can't give you right. a loan to repair a boat. So they dive into that. Uh, Bucky, you know, how much he's still dealing with, with that, the fallout of being the winter soldier. And, like you said, him going to the psychiatrist and trying to trying to work out his problems by making a list of those you've wronged and trying to like reconcile in whatever way possible. Um, I thought um, that was really well done. I, I think that's what you said too. Right. You yeah. liked how they did that, right? Uh, 
I, I agree with all that. It's just, like I said, I didn't think it was as fun as you thought, which, and, and again, I get that you were just saying, like, the way it started off, right. it was just like, all right, here we go. But then after that, like I said, man, they just start diving into everything and, and, and showing, showing, like, how, who these guys truly are. You know, but Bucky's got, but got feelings and Sam's got feelings and it's not all sunshines or rainbows and let's go save the planet. It's, you know, they're dealing with real life problems. You know, a lot of people don't have the same problems as uh, Bucky to where they were a homicidal (laughs) maniac for a while, but you know, he's still, uh, he's still dealing with, you know, problems that a lot of people have to where, you know, you make a decision that you wish that you could change, but you can't. And you wish there was a way to go back and make amends, but either you don't or you can't think of a reason. And I thought it was really cool that uh, that they were basically saying, you know, in order to get the nightmares to stop and in order to stop seeing these faces, you know, right. this is what you got to do. And it's it sounds so simple, right? Okay, well, I'll just go make amends. And right. No, it's not that easy. And it's just like real life. Like, you know, if you wrong me and you think like, oh man, I need to make amends for this, like still gonna like even if we make amends, like it's still gonna bother you. So like and again you you've never murdered not my family or anything that I know of, so now that I know of. So and there's always time. So Next basically time bad, what I'm getting at is we'll see. Um <laughs> Oh, whatever. My, my, I do. You love my father. Who else is going to ramble with you in the Walmart parking lot? <laughs> a lot for longer than 48 minutes. minutes. <laughs> it was more like 48 days. Well, that was, yeah. that was the lowest parking lot, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, uh, wrapping up my point yep. here. Started off exciting. Took a different tone. Still had the action in the middle with the flag smashers. <laughs> still can't stop giggling when I say that name. Um but I think that now that this is, and I don't want to say out of the way in a bad way, but now that they've got the tone out of the way, I think it is going to kind of take off from here. And we're going to get the same, like once Sam and, and uh, Bucky start talking again and hanging out and whooping some ass, I think there's going to be, it's going to be a little bit looser you know still still gonna have some drama in there but the way they they kind of like yeah. how they cut up in the movies like um the, the, the scene no. where you're like can you move your seat up <laughs> like like just 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 stuff like that i think uh i think we're gonna get a lot more of that once they actually get together so i think the tone's gonna change uh once they're both centered both introduced and uh, yeah, i'm excited to see how that goes All right, everybody, that's the end of this episode of Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments or questions, you want to get your thoughts on the show, please be sure to email us at paperweightent at yahoo.com. And, uh, you know, if your comment's good enough, maybe you can get on the show with us. Uh, Let us know what you thought about the episode. We can read those out. And, um, you know, however you're listening to this, go ahead and make sure that you give us a, a rating, review, share this with your friends and get the word out there about the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. We appreciate you guys. We look forward to it. We'll see you next week, midweek sometime for the Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then we are going to be back here next Saturday for Episode 2 of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So for Trent and Ian, I've been Derek. See you next time. Yay!